where the red fern grows. The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. I, Houdini. Sideways Stories from Wayside School. This chapter, we took a look at what some of our listeners were reading in their early years and invited them onto the program to discuss them. On this episode, we don't thank or even acknowledge them as we cover the film and TV adaptations of these stories, as well as create our own AI-assisted stories on this short and sweet installment of Reliterated, Reiterated. Chapter 8. Let's Talk. Welcome to Reliterated, Reiterated, the episode where your favorite lowbrow book club discusses the books we read in the past few episodes, cover what we missed, and discuss this latest chapter as a whole, as well as talk about whatever we want. As usual, we give you the fair warning we use language too mature for kids, analysis too immature for literary scholars, and ignorance too profound to be inoffensive to everyone. I'm Andy. I'm Harold. And I'm Josh. And guys... The public has been wanting to know when the fuck our next episode is going to be, and I say it's today. Yes. Sure. Sounds good. I, I can't walk down the street without getting pestered, saying, hey, is the, is Reliterated dead? Are you guys breaking up? What's what's going on over here? I've received a, almost double digits of emails about it. Almost double digits? Almost double digits. Off by eight. I have had to clamor in my house. <laughs> I haven't been I haven't left my house because of all the all the public just pawning at me like when when is it going to mm-hmm. happen I'm like I bet the helicopters are circling your place with the spotlights I mean there's just definitely know helicopters when you're going to get busy on this next episode I heard the the first royal decree of of the king of England after he was crowned said uh we, they must perf- perform a new podcast episode. Well, now I feel like I don't want to do it. Fuck that that's guy. That's my king. That's my king George. Oh yeah, man. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I don't know if I'm into that. <laughs> why why do they exist? I'm like screw you King George, we're going to do it anyway. Right. Cuz they're rich. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, yeah, that's no, why I mean they have what they have cuz they a weird stole a thing. bunch of they, <laughs> they stole everything that they have. From other people, and now that they're like, oh, this is ours. It's crazy. Uh, what's the joke? <laughs> the The pyramids, the only reason the pyramids are still in Egypt is because the British couldn't figure out a way to move them to, to Britain. You're right, that's true. <laughs> anyway, so. speaking of giving into demands, this chapter was all re- reader suggestion <laughs> books. It was. <laughs> yeah. A whole chapter of stories we read because other people told us to. Yeah, I enjoyed it. They asked nicely. <laughs> and they're the people that we love. Yes. The ones that uh, that listen to us, they give us feedback, and they say, hey, wouldn't it be great if you guys did an episode on this? And, you know, maybe I can join you on the show. And we're like, yeah, shit, yeah, we'll let you on the show. <laughs> or, hey, we, do you want to come on the show? Oh, I guess. that's Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> or... Hey, do you want to come on the show? Uh, guys, I can't make it. Also, you didn't even choose my book. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Yeah, right? <laughs> That's not even my favorite book. I didn't suggest that book. That's not the one I wanted. <laughs> we can fix it. We can fix it next chapter. We'll read the right goosebumps for him, and then right. it'll be good. I don't know. I don't know if I said it on the show, but like Janelle and I went full like detective mode to go to like the episode of Matt and Mark's podcast where Mark specifically said reliterated should do an episode on the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. Did you but find he it? didn't specifically say that it was his favorite. No, he didn't say it was his favorite, but he did suggest it. We ah. kind of said, yeah, this was Mark's favorite <laughs> Goosebumps book. <laughs> but no, we, there was a moment. I mean, Matt was telling a story about like being in the countryside and like, going, like I think visiting his grandparents in the, in the countryside. And Mark was like, yeah, Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, alliterated. You should do that shit. Okay. So we took it and ran with it as a... Uh, a uh, Suggestion. Listener suggestion. It's still a suggestion. Yeah. Still a suggestion. It still, it still counts. I, at the time I said it in their chat, I was like, that counts as a listener suggestion. And they yep. said, yep. So, yep, we did it. Nice. Yay. <laughs> Wish we could do more of them. Hint, hint. That's, that's Mark Mark from the Marky Mark, Maddie, Maddie Ice and Mike Mike or podcast. Yep. He, uh, <laughs> Mikey Mike. <laughs> Mikey Mike. He, uh, he his, favorite, Marky dude. his favorite Goosebumps book is Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. Confirmed. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I forget what, which one he actually said it was. Um, Night of the Walking Dummy or something? I thought no, he said. No, it wasn't Living Dummy. Was it the Haunted Mask? Maybe. I'll have to go back, but he said he'd definitely join us for that one. All right, we decided good. to do it. So yeah, we'll make up for, for that missed opportunity there, Mark. Speaking of Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, we uh, took a chance to watch that episode. And guys, what'd you think of it? I mean, the episode of the TV show from the 90s. That was, uh, it was interesting, I thought. Yeah. There yeah. are some some different uh, changes. Like, the, the Scarecrows appeared terrifying. They looked very scary, just like on the cover. But then when they actually got involved, they're made of hay. So, it was yep. really not hard for them to beat them senseless. <laughs> no. <laughs> they really did play up the fact that they were, like, stuffed clothes, like, straw-stuffed clothes where their limbs were coming off pretty easily and their heads were being knocked off pretty easily. So, yep. they looked terrifying. I even commented that it would kind of be awesome to have scarecrows that attack you every night that you could just beat them up and practice because they were really slow and easy to fight <laughs> really kind of not really a danger at all but they mm-hmm. look they did look scary they they actually did i thought a good job of making it look like the scarecrow from the cover of that book yeah definitely did and at one point in the episode we could see like the inside of um stanley and Stix's trailer that they live in on the farm and next to the tv that has an nes on top of it which josh Heck pointed yeah. out <laughs> i saw that they also have a ninja sword like a, a a katana just sitting right there and how cool would that be just like practice your sword skills on moving scarecrows you could actually probably get pretty goddamn good make your own style that no one even knows about <laughs> you know also i think that's i feel i feel attacked i grew up in a trailer and i didn't have a ninja sword not everybody who lives in a trailer gets cool f- weapons I mean, I think I did have nunchucks, but I didn't have a ninja sword, so... I didn't have a ninja sword when I was a kid, but my dad had ninja swords and stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Did you have a trailer? No, it was in a house. Ah. See, I had a trailer. Yeah. So, I was more similar to that family, <laughs> mm. where the dad and the son lived too. together in a trailer, like me and my dad did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far, comparing the episode to the book, uh, hmm. it's tough it to say close. which was... It was pretty close in in level of like how spooky it was versus how much tension there was. It was clumsily acted. Oh yeah, it was awful. The yeah, acting as, was terrible, as to be expected in like nineties kids TV for whatever, sure. But and the the son, he just kept calling them city kids. You city kids shouldn't be here, and I was just like. But it's their grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> it's grandma and grandpa's. They farm. come here every they, year. They have yeah, every they, right to be there. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that you don't want them there. <laughs> they have more of a right than you do to be here. But he didn't I'm talk telling like that you, in the book, did he? I don't recall him talking like that, saying like you city kids shouldn't be here. You don't belong here. I think he said it one time, maybe. But he kind of poked fun at them for being city kids, but yeah, he didn't say that they had no right to be there because their grandparents yeah, geez, fucking farm. Come yeah. on, his so- name is not Spike; it's Sticks. Equally, Sticks. Stupid. Yeah, Sticks. <laughs> stupid Maybe name. Spike could be a little cooler. I don't know. Yeah, the, Spike is a dog's name. The dad uh, appeared, as Josh said, more like a convict, like a pedophile convict, than a slow person. Yeah, as they described yeah. him in the show. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. way Stanley was staring down the grandparents as they were trying to like cover for the fact that they weren't acting as normal right like, the way, oh, those, those eyes are just like dark and piercing and very very murderous hobo or well they're kind of bulging uh, too yeah right yeah the actor definitely was creepy he yeah, the casting, whoever was casting, uh, they casted the wrong, wrong they profile. They casted too hard. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a bit much. Even yeah. like the, he's like, cherry pie's my favorite. And it's like, eee. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, I'm sure it pie, is, it. sir. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think it's yeah. weird that they changed it from, um, uh, so instead of killing them with fire, they kill them with a thresher, a.k.a. Yep. a combine. Yeah, and, probably cheaper um, effects. And it was red, but it didn't say international, but I'm pretty sure it was an international. Now, and 
when when the book and the book didn't end with the combine coming to life did it no the bear came to life that was yeah. the second point i was going to just bring up was uh at the end he mumbles words and the combine itself comes to life and starts coming after him like yeah. like a stephen king christine type of uh, event. Yep. And that would be way more gruesome. I don't know actually what would be more gruesome if a grizzly bear attacked you or if a combine got you. They're I mean, both hmm. horrendous. They both sound <laughs> awful. And... They are both terrible. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing sound... though. The bear in the in the book, the the bear was already inside the house. Um, True. In the, sh- yeah. in the show, like the thresher was outside and everybody was inside the house and it was just kind of driving towards the house. Uh, so if it like crashes into the house, it's going to do some property damage, but they probably had enough warning to back away from where it's going to hit the wall. Sure. And then I it's really not going anywhere from there. Probably I mean, so it was a weird they, cliffhanger. Unless they take out like a load bearing wall. Have you guys, you've got to see, seen gremlins. See what happens when they drive that tractor into that weird guy that weird looking guy's house <laughs> just knocks down the whole whole house comes down <laughs> yeah i mean mm. if you hit a load bearing wall that's true but i feel like even then the combine would be stopped they could run out the other side the combine wasn't nearly as scary as the, the scarecrows and yeah. once you find out the scarecrows arms just fall off the scarecrows become like <laughs> target practice yeah. this could be fun right yeah so yeah not that scary I could be see it having been scary if I was a kid, though. It was yeah, definitely more frightening to to see them moving around the way that they were than to picture it uh, the way it was described in the book. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, with the people like actually in the costumes moving around, like yeah, it was that was kind of creepy how they got them to move around like that. <laughs> and one of them just tackled the girl off the bike. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang. I thought they did pretty good cuts as far as when they were cutting off arms or cutting off uh, heads. Like, I wasn't looking at it beforehand going, oh, that's a fake arm or, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it was like, boom, it was switching. Boom, they were hitting the head. So I thought the cuts were pretty good. I was like, that's pretty nice. Mm. So Well, uh, did you happen to watch Where the Red Fern Grows, Andy? Did I did. Okay, so I watched, first of all, the um, 2007 uh, adaptation of Where the Red Fern Grows. Um, I have a few notes. <laughs> <laughs> How was Dave? Yo. Uh, Dave Matthews <laughs> is not a strong actor, yet he was one of the stronger actors in the cast. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole fucking cast was pretty... Pretty miserably stoic, I'd say. I mean, it does take place in Oklahoma and the Ozarks, but uh, still, um, nobody looked like they wanted to be there. Um, Billy's mom was probably the worst of all. Like, she just stood there and looked like a hot supermodel. Uh, and not not much else. Billy's <laughs> there was some mom's really... got it going on. <laughs> she had it going on, and she had the... Um, she has kind of the look of someone with Cherokee heritage too. So well, I don't know if that's really if she was think, going for that whole stoic Native American thing. But do you really think Dave Matthews is going to go for anyone less than a ten? <laughs> it's Dave Matthews. Yeah, no, he probably picked who was going to play his wife. Just because sure. hippies go to his shows doesn't mean he's going to date them. <laughs> yeah. However, there was a sad lack of Dave Matthews music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they could pay. Was, they could afford the actor. They can't afford for for they his They couldn't catalog. afford his music. <laughs> no, but the music they had was just kind of generic bluegrass and some like awkward uh, country songs. the The song that plays at the end, at the beginning of the end credits, was so awkward. It was a. It was like meant to be about like nostalgia for the good old days, but it was a song about how. Um, the singer wants the kind of love that their parents had because that kind of love doesn't last anymore because divorce rates are so high and bullshit like that. It's like, take me back to the good old days where, where I love you meant forever and yada yada. <laughs> where you, where a man could beat his wife and she couldn't leave him, you know? Back yes, then. where a, where a woman days. was too afraid to leave her, her abusive husband for the optics of how it looked or what the church might say as to whether she'd get into heaven. I don't know. Yeah, that no. it's, 
I don't know. It, I didn't hear the song, but I don't know if it's a hundred percent. I mean, that may there there is the whole like yeah, people used to, but they didn't stay together that much back 50, 60 years ago either. The divorce rate then was still pretty <laughs> fucking high. Oh yeah, because we're old. Fuck. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, but the story takes place in the early thirties. So. Oh, does it? Okay. I mean, yeah. And that being said, like, it made it easier to see why kids would have been making fun of Billy for being, like, shoeless and in his uh, backwoods clothing because, like, the town of Tahlequah looked way more modern than I pictured in my head when reading the book. Like, things were paved and there there were cars driving around and shit and everyone had shoes and was (laughs) more or less nicely dressed. And it still didn't make sense that they would be laughing at a kid carrying a sack with a couple puppies in it but still right uh here here comes this dirty little uh barefooted boy out from the hill uh, from the the forest <laughs> walking around this uh the civilized town of Tahlequah, oklahoma well remember the people that that stayed were the people that still had money all the rest of the people had to move west trying to find work because <laughs> the dust bowl mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and did some kid yell at him and then he was like you don't deserve that haircut <laughs> 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 oh, I wish there was a line like like that. Uh, I mean, is that like a backhanded compliment? <laughs> you don't deserve that haircut. Yeah, it's a, that's a nice haircut, but your haircut's so nice. You it's don't wasted it. on a prick like you. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, wow. Omri, Omri, you uh, son of a bitch. That takes you back. Yeah, oh, but yeah, Omri. um, the movie itself was. I mean, there was a lot of like cuts away to animals uh, with like no people in them. Like it cuts was away to pretty, dogs, fucking yeah, pretty shot <laughs> editing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? What is going on here? Like, you can you can tell like when the action was supposed to be ratcheted up for like animal violence. It was it was really at when the the movie was at its worst because it was you had to have read the book to understand what was going on first of all because they're not just going to show animals ripping each other apart right uh and they're not and they're not going to show a little boy uh getting a, an axe in his chest they didn't have that part they did they did have that part I'll tell you what happened um, <laughs> <laughs> first of all I, I'm going to preface it with this the 2007 movie was basically a one-for-one remake of the 1973 movie. Like, there are scenes of dialogue that is just 100% match. Okay. Uh, And I've seen that that one. Yeah, plot points that weren't in the book, like the whole motivation of, like, the family wants to move out to, like, Vermont or wherever the fuck because... Uh, this uncle is getting rid of some business and they want to buy it up, whatever. But it's like one for one. Uh, they reused the script to make okay. 2007. Uh, there are some differences, mostly in like the the key points of uh, the ones I really honed in on were like the the Pritchard, the death of Reuben Pritchard. And the fight with the mountain lion. Now, in the 2007 uh, uh, film, Billy goes up to like the roof of this like covered bridge to find uh, where the ghost coon is is hiding himself. And for whatever reason, they like they wanted to skip a whole lot of dialogue or something. But uh, Billy pretends that the the coon is long gone. Uh, because like he doesn't want to kill it or whatever, but he doesn't say that. It's it leaves it up to the viewer to to draw that conclusion, which will be easy to come to if you've read the book. Right. Uh, and if you haven't, you're shit out of luck. But like Billy is up on top of uh of this roof there, and the Pritchard boys are uh down on the ground, and they see that their their dog's gotten loose, and that uh Dan and Ann are going to uh, they're gonna have a f- the dogs are gonna have a fight. Uh. Ruben has has the axe. Like I don't I, doesn't really explain why he has it or I missed that point or whatever, but he already has the axe and he's going to uh go stop the fight by killing Billy's dogs. But he like immediately trips and falls on the axe. Like out of frame, he f- like he falls down, you can like he's falls out of the out of view from behind like the roof of where Billy is. And if you don't know that the axe is in Billy or in Ruben. You don't really get what just happened. <laughs> okay, um, but he dies. Yeah, but he di- but he dies, 
and Billy feels responsible. Uh, now, if we go back to the 73 version, uh, the scene plays out completely different. Um, like Billy has the axe uh, on his belt. He has the hatchet on his on his belt. Uh, and he says he's not going. He's he did spot the, the ghost coon up on the top of some structure. I forget what it was. But uh, the Pritchards say, oh, we should we should kill him. And Billy refuses, says, just give me the money. And and, and they get into that uh, disagreement and uh, they start fighting. Uh, the, the Pritchard boys hold down Billy and uh, they're going to like choke him to death or whatever, mess him up. All the while, uh, their their dog, Old Blue or whatever whatever its name is, is getting in a fight with Dan and Ann. So while they're fighting Billy, um, the younger brother uh, spots the dogs fighting over there and sees that uh, Dan and Ann are going to kill their dog. So Reuben grabs the axe from Billy's belt and makes uh, makes for the dogs, but Billy reaches out and trips Reuben, causing him to fall on the axe. So in this version, he's way more responsible <laughs> for right. his death. Sure, but it's yeah. like this—it's the same uh, kind of uh, guilt, feeling of culpability, uh, same resolution for two wildly different uh, treatments of the scene. And remember, in the book, like Ruben just happens to trip on a stick yeah. <laughs> that God put there, or whatever, mm. <laughs> to get the axe in his chest, meaning it was more of a pure accident. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's probably the biggest deviation from uh, the book's plot, other than the whole competition at the end. Um, in both versions of the movie, uh, this rich. Uh, dog owner who's won like the past couple uh competitions winds up winning again because billy only manages to get one coonskin before his grandpa falls down and breaks his leg or whatever and goes missing and it's a storm and they have to go back for him or whatever uh but they did manage to like tree three other coons but not kill them but the um uh, the rich guy um, who who wins the competition uh, with three coonskins, um, he he had heard that uh, Billy wound up treeing the coons and then going back for his grandpa, which you know makes him a an honorable man. Uh, and it does, you know, you gotta put you gotta put your, I guess Grandpa's your grandpa old, right? first before winning before winning a competition. Uh, but he decides to give up his his win to Billy. Ah, <clears throat> so fiction. That, <laughs> and Wilson Rawls was involved in the, like the screenplay and everything. So this was a a change that I believe that more, most likely came from the author himself. Okay, but it was a pretty big deviation where Billy doesn't like save his grandpa and manage to win outright. So, well, that's because he he didn't have God in the movie. <laughs> oh no, God was everywhere in the movie. Oh, was he? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I mean, this this may have well been been produced by by a Christian uh, movie production house, whatever. Their movie after this was God's Not Not Dead, <laughs> right? <laughs> Director of God's Not Dead. Uh, but then there's the the mountain lion at the end. Uh, it was first of all, in the, you know how it, like in like the seventies, whatever, you can get away with more not not abject animal cruelty, but you can but you display get away more. With more. You yeah. can get away with more depictions of yeah animal violence and whatever. So that resulted in like there was more of a fight uh, between the dogs and the mountain lion in the '73 versus the 2007, where it was like two seconds of very uh, violent uh, cutting, cut, 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 kind of things, and then it's done. And Dan is dead, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. And in the 73 version, you do get the whole scene where Dan is clinging to life, and mom's mom and dad are working on uh, trying to, to fix him up, whatever, uh, before he finally dies. Neither made me shed a tear, by the way, just because it was so <laughs> clumsy. But right. and, and, you know, I'm, I'm heartless about dogs and all that. But. Right. <laughs> yeah also there's don't that, forget so. that part. Don't forget <laughs> also that there's that uh but i will say that in like the 73 version uh little uh billy finds little Lynn at dan's grave and she's not dead yet like she's clearly breathing she lifts her head to look up at billy and like billy like collapses on top of her 
in in a in a fit of sadness and when he gets up she's gone <laughs> so it makes it look like he crushed the life out of her just for lying at Dan's grave <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, I'd give the movies a solid C <coughs> out of four. Um, C out of four. <laughs> C out of four. Excellent. I like our grading system. <laughs> Sounds like my old promos. <laughs> and I'll, I'll spare you guys the uh, the whole need to uh, to watch Doggy Death. Yeah. yeah, I already did that enough times when I watched, uh, I think it's A Dog's Purpose. Man, cried so much during that movie because it's just dogs dying over and over. And I'm just like, no, why did I watch this? This is a bad idea. <laughs> so, um... That that that's a shame because also if they would have made it nowadays they could use sweet CGI animals like in RRR and other <laughs> crazy Hindi movies that I watch where in down in the corner it says CGI. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, that is that is it because it was 2007. It was like just before they got computer graphics good enough to feel confident in faking dog stuff in in movies like yeah. in Call of the Wild. Yeah. I mean, they already had the scorpion. They already had the scorpion down from the early get go because they used that in uh, three thousand miles to Graceland. Oh, God, that was that a perfect scorpion. You know what was also perfect? <laughs> one of the one of the best looking CGI things ever was the Scorpion King. In oh the yes, too. that movie was perfect. <laughs> the digital version of the Rock. The yes. yeah, the digital version of the Rock <laughs> as a scorpion. His fucking, was, his fucking melting face. <laughs> it was just something to behold. Well, I watched uh, I watched Wayside, a, li- a little bit of Wayside. I watched the m- quote-unquote movie, and uh, when I was watching it, I was like, voice, uh, Todd voiced by Michael Sarah. Really? Cool. So, had some names in this, and it is absurd, but it was funny. I, I laughed quite a few times. There was, it's just very, very absurd humor. And the 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 style of the cartoon is kind of like fairly odd parents, I'd say. Like that Yeah, I can see that. That's that weird blocky, but of, still uh, at the same time using all the shapes and but yeah, it was pretty fun. Um Todd is very much the straight man. He um in this he transfers into from a different school because he was embarrassed because of a, an incident that happened at his other school. <laughs> they don't talk about it until they get to the to where they reveal it. it has to do with Kenny Gardner's. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and it's, uh, you can find them all on YouTube. So they're pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, the principal, his name is principal, uh, pants, pants water. <laughs> and he plays a much larger role than in the books. Um, and then Philip, or is it Philip? The guy that works out on Lewis, Lewis, the Lewis. guy that works out on the, uh, Named playground. The author. He plays, he's a much different part as well, but he, yeah, he's not like giving out weird random, he, he's a bigger part of the, of the story. So he mm. doesn't just go give out pearls of wisdom here and there. He has an active part in it. But basically the plot is every time the principal uses his PA system, which he loves, <laughs> uh, mm. the room starts trash compacting because it's it used to be a trash compactor the classroom was <laughs> and so todd has to figure out a way to uh stop it because no one believes that the walls are closing in every time that the pa comes on <laughs> uh but yeah it was pretty fun and then i watched the first episode and uh, they changed the color of marisha's hair which was interesting and todd is the one that is pulling the pigtails but not because she has pigtails and it's not even she has pigtails. She has a ponytail. Uh, it's because she's madly in love with him because it's Valentine's Day. And uh, so I'm trying to think of who Dawn is make is like obsessed with holidays. And so it's for Valentine's Day. So she's making them fall in love. <laughs> so she's doing all these crazy antics to make them be together. And Todd is trying to not fall into it. And then in the second episode, because they're 15 minute episodes, uh, the teachers uh, are away at a, a retreat, which is actually a luau party in the principal's office. And their substitute is a cow. 
So <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. It's pretty fun. And yeah, I was like, yeah, this is fun. I fell asleep one time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, I enjoyed it. I think kids would love it. I think you should show Xander and Bruce and Clark. I think they would really enjoy it. It's very silly. Mm. So yeah, or check it out yourselves. It reminded me a little bit like, do you guys remember Mrs. Munger's class? Mrs. Munger's class. It was no. a, a short on ABC when they were doing that. This ABC, uh, it was like Recess was on. Um, trying to think of what other shows were on. Recess is the only one that I remember because it was the only good one. Um, hmm. But they would have these little shorts and it was called Mr. Mrs. Munger's class. And it was these kids and they, it was like their yearbook photo, like their class's yearbook photo. And they'd all talk. So it was very, it's very funny. But apparently they got sued, and so they can't show it anymore. But you can find them on YouTube, and I highly recommend it. There's a guy named Mahoot. It is great. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of looks familiar. I just binged it, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Who sued them? Like one of the original people in these photos? Several of the original people in the photos. (laughs) Oh, man. They're like, stop using our likeness for your shit. Yeah, basically because they didn't get permission. Mm. And so they, they stopped it. And they did digitally alter them, but apparently it wasn't enough. Because apparently enough. one of the <laughs> one of the girls, uh, a girl saw her uncle. It was like, "Hey, look, this looks like you when you were a kid." And he's like, "Wait a second, that is me when I was a kid." Wait a minute, those are my classmates. That's my teacher. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, and then um, also one of the students, he was portrayed like with a butt week type of uh, portrayal, and he's mm-hmm. like. Um, just cause I'm black doesn't mean I'm like that. <laughs> so it was also that time period. So, but I thought they were funny. They're probably, probably problematic at this point, <laughs> but I didn't hmm. go back and rewatch them. Man, who, who does that? Just demand you take some content down because you didn't get permission to do funny voices with it and shit. Yeah. I was <laughs> just licensed. <laughs> But don't worry, we might have found we may have found a solution to that. So, um, so Andy, with that that script, do you think it could have been maybe helped a little bit with some uh, Chat GPT? Do you think maybe doing some rewrites with a little bit of AI might help help the well, process? That depends. Is the AI going to sue us to have it taken down because we use it without permission? Oh, we should at we should ask if we have permission to uh, to share it on our podcast. I already looked it up, uh, and we don't have to do that. But hey, thanks, Microsoft and everybody at OpenAI for allowing us to use this software on our non-money-making podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Did we lose Harold? No, I'm here. Okay. You haven't uh, haven't chimed in in a while. You guys have been talking consistently. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know how it feels. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to make it a thing. You go on, you do your thing, okay? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh the chat GPT thing is hilarious to me because so far I've put a few different prompts in to get some stories just so we could try it out tonight. And uh when I asked if it could write a story, it actually wrote a fairly decent story about a little girl that got a leaf from a talking tree. It one day learned the wisdom that the tree gave it. That's kind of that's kind of a good story. I thought it wasn't a bad story. And that was with like no prompting of the details. Just all I said AI was, "Can you write with... a story?" Mm, and then it's like, boom! There's a story. Here you go. Here's a story. Well, I gave it a prompt to tell me a story about Josh, Harold, and Andy, <clears throat> and I I did give it some uh, some descriptors. I told it that they are three middle-aged men who buy a couple of dogs, run away from killer scarecrows, perform feats of great escape, and go to the school on the top floor of a skyscraper. Nice. <laughs> and it gave me a, a short story. Are, are you just telling us that it gave you a short story, or are you going to read yep, it that's to it. us? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want me to read it? <laughs> I would like you to read it to us, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. We're not paying you, though. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll do it for the lulls. Yay. This is apparently titled Spy Trio Dogs Escape. Nice. (laughs) Once upon a time, there were three middle-aged men named Josh, Harold, and Andy. They were lifelong friends who loved adventure and excitement. One day, they decided to adopt a couple of dogs to accompany them on their escapades. (laughs) 
<laughs> just one day out of the blue, they decided. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we have escapades that could use dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll spot some raccoons. Who knows? As they were out walking their new furry friends, they stumbled upon a farm filled with ominous-looking scarecrows. Suddenly, the scarecrows came to life and began to chase the trio and their dogs. Josh, Harold, and Andy ran for their lives, zigzagging through the fields, leaping over fences and dodging the scarecrows' grasping hands. As they escaped the scarecrows, the trio came upon an abandoned factory. Using their wits and resourcefulness, they managed to climb over the fence and sneak into the building, taking refuge in the shadows. But they soon discovered that the factory was not empty after all. It was actually a secret training ground for elite spies who were performing their own feats of great escape and training and espionage. Josh, Harold, and Andy were impressed by the skills of the spies, and the spies were equally impressed by the trio's bravery and resourcefulness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the spies were like, you know what? You got in here. Good for you, man. After a few days of training together, <laughs> why don't you train with us? They decided to team up and take on a new challenge, attending a school located on the top floor of a skyscraper. <laughs> Man, it's a good thing we got spy training. Yeah, how they came to that decision, I don't know. <laughs> the school was known for being one of the most difficult and exclusive institutions in the world. <laughs> Wayside School is very selective. Yes. But the trio and their dogs were up for the challenge. <laughs> The AI remember there's dogs in the story. Yeah, dogs. <laughs> Using their spy training, I should have told should have told her that the dogs die at the end. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Using their spy training, they snuck into the building undetected and managed to make it to the top floor. The trio and their dogs studied hard and quickly became the top students in the school. They aced every test and impressed their teachers with their bravery and resourcefulness. <laughs> wow. He's got a thing for bravery and resourcefulness here. That's the two things I hear people say about our podcast all the time is how brave yeah, and resourceful we are. Yep. Every review that we get, yep. every five-star review. Wow, so brave and resourceful. <laughs> this podcast is brave and resourceful. <laughs> Just a reminder to rate and review us on, on iTunes and uh, Spotify. Yep. <laughs> Extra points if you use the words brave and resourceful. <laughs> <laughs> But one day, their cover was blown, and they were discovered by the school authorities. They were expelled from the school and had to flee once again. However, they were proud of their achievements, and knew that they would always be remembered as the trio who conquered the top floor of the skyscraper school. The trio and their dogs continued to have many adventures, always seeking out new challenges and never backing down in the face of danger. They remained lifelong friends, and their bravery and resourcefulness inspired many others to seek out adventure and live life to the fullest. The end. Nice. That's I didn't know right. we had that effect on people. We do. We do. I wow. mean, we are brave and resourceful. We are very brave and resourceful. <laughs> it must be true. It said so in the story. Yep, twice even. Like the spies in the, in the facility were so impressed with our... Bravery and resourcefulness. Well, I mean, well, that makes sense. I also got an email one time saying that I was a woman of distinction. So <laughs> You are a woman of distinction, my friend. You know, being a male did not disqualify me from being a woman of distinction. So. <laughs> what stories did you guys get? I mean, I don't have it, so I just got the one that Harold sent me on Discord. <laughs> Where there are antics. See. Yeah, I do have I I do have one. Is uh, it the same one here. that you sent yeah, me? Yeah, it's the one I sent to the. I, it's still sending to you guys. You'll get it probably about two oh, o'clock in the morning. It's still sending. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, this one I prompted it with uh, write a story about Harold, Andy, and Josh. They're three good friends that have a podcast and uh, include goofy antics. It, it's not quite as good as your story. <laughs> <laughs> I should have tried a couple other prompts, but Harold, Andy, and Josh were the best of friends. They all shared a love for podcasts and decided to start their own. They called it the Three Amigos Podcast, which we wouldn't have done that. And it quickly became a hit among their friends and family. Every week, the three friends would gather in Harold's basement where they had to set up a makeshift recording studio. They would discuss everything from sports to movies to the latest internet memes. Uh, I don't know about the sports. But the, fun, <laughs> the real fun began when the microphones were turned off. Harold, Andy, and Josh were known for their goofy antics and prankster personalities. One day, Andy decided to play a prank on Josh. He snuck into Josh's house and switched out all the photos on his walls with pictures of cats dressed up in silly costume. When Josh... <laughs> 
I would love that, to be honest with you. <laughs> when Josh came home and saw that what Andy had done, he couldn't stop laughing. You got me, man, he said, patting Andy on the back. That's true. I would have said that. And then they would never have been changed. It would have stayed the cat pictures. But Harold, it's okay. They were just the pictures from the store. In the <laughs> but Harold wasn't going to let them have all the fun. The next week, he brought a whoopee cushion to the recording session and placed it in Josh's chair. Every time Josh tried to speak, he was interrupted by the sound of a loud fart. I don't know if... <laughs> The AI knows how a whoopee cushion works. It's one of the ones like uh, Leslie Nielsen has. It's an electric whoopee cushion. Oh, so okay. you press a button and it makes it go off every time. So. Okay. Yeah, I guess. That would be a sound machine. Despite the interruptions, <laughs> the Three Amigos podcast continued to gain popularity. Their fans love their banter and goofy antics. One day, they received an invitation to do a live podcast at a local theater. Excited for their big break, the three friends spent weeks preparing for the event. They rehearsed their jokes, polished their sound effects, and even brought a ma- bought matching outfits. <laughs> On the we day totally th- would do that. We would do that. On the day of the show, the theater was Crunchy packed with on fans. The ass. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> crunchy. Sweatpants. Say crunchy. Crunchy sweatpants. <laughs> Got to. On the day of the show, the theater was packed with fans eager to see the, the three amigos in person. The friends took the stage, but as soon as they started speaking, chaos ensued. Andy's microphone kept cutting out. Josh couldn't <gasps> stop sneezing, and Harold accidentally <gasps> spilled water all over his notes. But instead of letting the mishaps ruin the show, the friends embraced the chaos. They made jokes about their mistakes, laughed at themselves, and kept the audience entertained. By the end of the show, the crowd was on their feet, clapping and cheering. Harold, Andy, and Josh had done it. They had successfully pulled off their first live podcast. As they walked off stage, the three friends hugged each other, knowing that their friendship and love for goofy antics had brought them this far. (laughs) Wait a second. I had two pranks played on me, and I didn't get you guys back? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Dude, dude, you were the last in the line. You told me to prompt it like that. Yeah, I know, but I didn't know I was going to be cut out entirely. Even bullshit. I put my name first and Andy's name second, and it's still Andy did the first prank, but I wasn't going to be outdone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's true, so. (laughs) You were the one who got pranked all the time. It actually went exactly with what you said earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I should have told (sighs) it the name of our podcast. We'll do another story sometime. Oh, yeah. I, I see mm-hmm. the, I see this being a reoccurring segment. We so. need to make like a paragraph long prompt with very specific things that need to be included. Oh, yeah. See what kind of nonsense it comes up with. Mm-hmm. This is just something we kind of cooked up right before hitting record. Right. Yeah. Basically. But yeah, this is this is pretty fun. I think we'll we'll bring it back. Yeah, I think so, too. With I'm a little bit ya. of preparation and some matching outfits. Yeah, for sure. Crunchy on the ass. Crunchy, Crunchy on, the, on ass. the ass. But uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah. So I, I like I uh, we were just kind of discussing maybe doing like a pick your path type of uh, experience, seeing if we could set something up and doing it that way. Mm. That way we Select can do fun voices sojourn. again. We can do fun voices and silly, silly, silly antics again. Yeah. One thing the AI doesn't really do all that well is dialogue, though. No, <clears throat> it doesn't like to add. Uh, characters talking did we ask it to add dialogue specifically i mean yeah. what i wonder what happens if you do Ooh, i wonder too well you guys both have it <laughs> we'll play around nice. we'll play around with it bring it back in the future yes all right. sounds good all right so uh anything else going on guys anything related to uh to books and knowledge have you guys been reading anything while we've been kind of in a holding pattern for our next one? I mean, I read the book that we were going to cover. Um, yep, so did I. And I uh, read. Need, what did need I need to read it again because <laughs> it's been a while. I read a couple uh, books that we're not allowed to read on air anymore, and oh, yeah? uh, there was one that was really weird because it had a lot to do with the Cold War because <laughs> it was from the 80s. I just want to say, guys, real quick, uh, I, because I just decided to write something. I wrote, write a story with steamy dialogue. And Ooh. it tells me first, it says, please note that as an AI language model, I strive to maintain a professional and respectful tone in all my responses. While I can generate a story with dialogue that might be considered steamy, I will keep it tasteful and appropriate for all audiences. 
And then it writes this story that, like, with stuff like Lily looked up at Max with a sultry expression and said, I want you, Max. I want you right now. Max's heart raced <laughs> as he looked into her eyes. He leaned in and whispered, are you sure? We can take things slow. Lily grabbed Max's face and kissed him fiercely. I'm sure, she said breathlessly. I need you. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> They where they fell onto the bed in a tangle of limbs as they kissed passionately. Oh, Lily moaned, "Oh Max, I've been waiting, wanting this for so long." Max's hands roamed over her body, exploring every curve and dip. He whispered in her ear, "You're so beautiful, Lily. I want to make you feel good." <laughs> Dang, Andy, you might just have to like. God damn, yeah, make your dude. own. Ooh, okay, Ooh. okay. So ChatGPT can do some dialogue. Yeah, yeah, I can do some dialogue. It's better than some of the the novels I've been. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. Read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new revenue stream. Just make uh, audiobooks based on ChatGPT. <laughs> oh my god, that was it was crazy. That's crazy. I, however, it didn't want to write. It didn't want to be too graphic. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna get a fifty but shades I mean, of gray from it. Well, hold on though. Lily arched her back and gasped as Max's fingers found their way between her thighs. Oh yes, Max. Yes, she Ooh. moaned. So I mean, it's definitely suggestive. As he slid inside her slowly at first, then with increasing <laughs> speed and intensity. He oh, goddamn. Yeah. All right. They moved together in perfect harmony, their bodies writhing with pleasure. Jesus as they reached Christ. Their cli- as they reached their climax, <laughs> they held on to each other tightly, lost to the moment. Afterward, they lay in each other's arms, basking in the afterglow of their love. That was this amazing, is- Lily said, her voice still breathless. That's 900 times better than the one I tried to write in in college. Bro, I mean, this is not a bad story. (laughs) I mean, I'm not hard, but I could be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sure plenty of our listeners are hard right now. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah, just wet. Oh, yeah. Just let me know. Just let me know when an AI comes up with the phrase putting baby batter in the spunk bunker. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to bring it up. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> oh, mm, good times. So gross. Anywho, <laughs> what else have you guys been up to? <laughs> I feel like we never talk anymore. Let's just talk. I mean, I no, I no longer have a job, so I watch a lot of TV or not watch a lot of TV. I play Red. I've been going through Red Dead Redemption two again, and it's been very enjoyable. Been having fun oh, yes. doing that. It inspired me to go to Yosemite, which Ooh. if uh, any of our listeners have the chance, I highly recommend going. It is gorgeous. And you get to see lots of cool stuff. You get to see Half Dome. You get to see El Capitan. I went to see the sequoia, the giant trees. Found out that sequoias are different than uh, redwoods. They're in the same family. That's why they look similar. But sequoias are bigger by volume and redwoods get taller. So Mm. I found that out (laughs) because I was like, what's the difference? It's Uh, also harder to rhyme anything with sequoia. Yes, much, very much so. But um, yeah, they're super big and gorgeous. And uh, we went on this hike to go see some waterfalls and it was uh, quite strenuous. (laughs) We had to stop multiple times and I was like, am I really this out of shape? Um, Partially. Uh, Also, the elevation is much higher there. And so you don't realize that you will run out of breath because yeah. just there's less oxygen. So, mm. but yeah, super fun visit. Highly recommend going. And, um, well, once it reopens, it, it literally the week after we went, it was closed due to flooding because it was just getting overrun with water. Ah. I had to park on a puddle, so I understand. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I had to get out on the passenger side. <laughs> <laughs> Where but. is Yosemite? Is that is that is in California? Yosemite, yes, or? it is um in um California, and I think maybe sneaks a little bit into Nevada, but it was it's about okay. uh four hours from Chico, and um it's basically an hour. We stayed in Merced the night before, and it's about an hour from Merced and Modesto. So it's uh super fun. I highly recommend checking it out. Cool. So, if you like, if you like that stuff, which has better graphics, Red Dead Redemption or Yosemite National Park? I mean, I really enjoyed the real life stuff, and then I was like looking, I was like, "That's totally brandy wine drop." <laughs> I was like, I, "That's <laughs> that's literally what it looks like." I'm almost positive. 
And then when I was looking up about it, they're like, yeah, Big Valley in Red Dead is inspired by Yosemite. And I was like looking and it's, yeah, they have all these little purple flowers that look like miniature um, uh, miniature uh, sage. What is the purple sage? Horse, sure. horse, uh, whatever. So it looks like uh, <laughs> a type of sage, a small sage and. It's everywhere in Yosemite and it's all over the valley and it's yeah, super cool. I I highly it was it was awe inspiring and breath breathtaking. Took lots of pictures. So Boring Yup Nature. Nature Womp wah. I got to see a bunch of people's garages over the past couple weeks. Neat. <laughs> That's how I spend my time is going to garage sales. I've been uh <laughs> I just started playing Jedi Survivor. That's pretty fun. I've been playing some games. I do want to play that one. Oh man, I'll tell you what, there I, I can't even say it right now, but something happened today. <laughs> This scenario that will stick out like a sore thumb happened, and I was literally laughing my ass off, and it was intended to be that. It was intended to make you laugh. Nardo? My God. But it's... Um, it was just so fucking funny. Like the whole thing, it looks like this huge lead up. And then all of a sudden you realize what's happening. And it's like, oh my God, there was something that happened earlier. There's little funny things that happened around the world that if you're not paying attention, you, you'll miss them. Huh? Well, I look forward to, uh, purchasing a next gen console eventually and <laughs> picking that one up. Now I got to play through Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, which wasn't too bad, but I wish I were playing Jedi survivor. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes. I got. I also got a Star Wars racer, pod racing because it's free with gold right now. And I was like, dang. Oh, is it? This game is still super fun. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's super. It's still fun to play. And hey, I look forward to playing Jedi Survivor when I move in with Harold. So uh, it'll be it'll be fine. Yeah. And then there's that news. Uh, you, you won't yeah. be able to. It's on my it's on mine. It's going to it's going to be in the main room. Jerk. No. Oh, fuck you. It's going to be in the main room. <laughs> fine. I'll sleep. In, like, I'll just do what chill you think in the bedroom instead. That's way better. You think I got rid of the Xbox Jedi. One X? I didn't get I rid of my, it. I oh, kept yeah. it. I guess that can be out in the main room. Well, <laughs> I've got I've got two kids. I'm like, they need something. Yeah, that's true. They need something. So I think I'm going to get me something. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can still go in your room and play, it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that bit of news. Josh so, has decided yeah, to, I have decided uh, to, to move back, back to, to Michigan, unfortunately. Fortunately for things, us. Fortunately for you, unfortunately for me and my psyche, but hey, it's it'll be fine. We'll make it worth it. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Well, my pa- I I want to I'm looking forward to spending more time with my family and my grand I still have my grandparents around, so I'd like to be with them more than less, especially now. So Sure. Yeah. Cuz uh got some news about other family this week and it hits home and it's like, "Yep, okay. Yep, this is this is what's going to happen." So, because the other thing didn't work out, I am going to be moving back to Michigan. So, yeah. So there we go. Nice. Bob's your uncle. That's <laughs> Bob's re- your uncle. Josh is moving back. Rejoshurated. And then I get to play the pranks on you two. Ha ha. Check your chairs for whoopee cushions, motherfuckers. Yeah. More like tax. <laughs> oh, our thumbtacks. Why Why did children ever do that to teachers? That seems super mean. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little sadistic, kids. I mean, I understand don't, wrestlers don't do doing it, but. Yeah. <laughs> Teachers don't get paid enough to put up that shit. No, they do not. Ooh, I know. Mm. I'll, have, I'll look up for my my week of chat G, GPT. I'll think I'll do a wrestling story. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to work on props until I get the perfect <laughs> the perfect story. <laughs> get a good story. All yeah. right, we look forward to um, AI story time on the next reiterated episode. I suppose for sure. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, uh, do we have anything lined up for? The next one? I mean, I know that we are covering goblins in the castle. Yes. That is correct. Because I already read it. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only one that we know for sure that's going to be included in the next chapter. Uh, Whether we tack on a uh, 
theme to the chapter to go along with it remains to be seen, but we haven't really discussed much further than the next book. Well, how about we revisit authors that we've already covered series, but we haven't covered like other books because that kind of covers that because we're covering the uh, My Teacher is a Alien series uh-huh. and, that, and then this is a different one entirely. By the, by the um, same author, yeah. What else? We had, well, Roald Dahl, we did the two Charlie could, books. Yeah, oh. we could do another Roald Dahl book. Yeah, why don't we do one of the, uh, oh, the witches, because there's a movie we can watch. Okay, I was going to say one. that or the twits, just because I love that book. Or, but. or Matilda comes to mind, because that's also a also, classic yeah. movie. That is a classic movie, With yeah. a recent, uh, I think this has a recent adaptation as well. Yeah, oh, let's really? do let's do Matilda. Along with a musical. Okay. I feel Matilda like, good. yeah, let's do Matilda. I feel like that's yeah. more popular anyway. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so we're landing on Matilda. Yeah, so we we'll do Matilda. Gobbles in the Castle by Bruce Colville. We got Matilda by Roald Dahl. Bob Jerko, that's chapter next. <laughs> it's only going to be two books next chapter. No, well, because <laughs> we, we want to get back we'll to do the an L, L, We'll do we'll do a Goosebumps. We can do the one that Matt wanted us to do. <laughs> you mean an RL an RL Stein or just another Goosebumps? Well, RL. Oh, because we can do an RL Stein that that yeah. Let's do. Yeah, we could do a Fear Street, but that's kind of the same vein. Or what about doing one of his adult books? Hmm. But those are longer. Those no, are like no, I think novels. Fear Street sounds good to me because I've never read a Fear Street. Okay, let's do a Fear Street. Me neither. We'll yeah, figure we'll out which one on off fear, air. Fear Street. So we'll do a Fear Street off off air, and then um, hmm. who else? Who else do we have? There's Beverly Cleary, or oh yeah, Beverly Cleary. Because we did the mouse and the motorcycles, so... And I know she has another one. She's got all kinds of stuff. Binging it! I have a list of uh, episodes we've been wanting to do. Uh, Are there Beverly Cleary ones? Future episodes to do. Um, Henry Huggins? Is that on the list? Uh, It's not on the list, but it's by Beverly Cleary. Yeah, I'm looking at a list right now. Ramona Quimby, age eight. Ramona Quimby, age eight's a strong... uh, Strong option, yeah. Yeah. Bezos and Ramona, I own that. <laughs> so <laughs> I like that one. Oh, you know, you know what I do own? <laughs> what the what the fuck is that book they kept sending me instead of Ralph S. Mouse? <laughs> Ellen Tebbets. I have two copies of Ellen Tebbets. <laughs> I know. You should have did it one more time, then we would have had enough. <laughs> yeah, I just ordered another copy of Ralph S. Mouse to get Ellen Tebbets. Or maybe it was Runaway Ralph. I don't know. Let me see. But yeah. Tebbets. Second published book following Henry Huggins. Realistic fiction story. Uh, maybe. It's not one of her famous ones. I'd say yeah, either it's, Henry it's definitely Huggins not one of her more famous ones. or Beezus and Ramona. I think that's the first Ramona book. Okay. Let's call it Beezus and Ramona. Okay. Yeah, it's the first of Cleary's books to focus on Ramona Quimby and her sister Beatrice. Okay. Known as Beezus. So, yeah. All right. So, we'll do Beezus and Ramona as well. Houses Castle, Fear Street, Matilda, and Beezus and Ramona. Yeah. And now you know how the sausage is made, y'all. And Not then hard. that's the way <laughs> for the fifth one. For the fifth one, are we gonna try that uh open-ended choose your own adventure idea? I mean uh sorry. Yeah. Put the slide book. whistle over yeah. that, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for the fifth one, we're cooking up an idea yeah. that uh, we might uh, want to pick, use. Pick your path type idea. <laughs> so. so something along those lines. Yeah. We'll let you know. We'll see how Don't it works. Don't call us, out. we'll call you. But yeah. All right. But in the meantime, send your uh, send your questions and requests to reliterated gmail dot com, and uh, yeah, find any of our other social sites on uh, on our link tree, linktr.ee slash reliterated. Yeah, there's some fun stuff on. Uh, I've been cross posting on Reddit, so you can go check that out. Trying to pump some some lifeblood into this old uh, social media presence here. I don't really go on social media that much anymore. I've stopped with the TikToks. I never use Twitter, and I rarely use <laughs> Facebook now. Yeah, Twitter's kind of dead. Well, Twitter, I just never used it in the first place. I like, I had a Twitter, but only so I could see tweets that other people were sending me. Mm-hmm. I would look at them, and then, and then I stopped even doing that. Because <laughs> I was like, I just don't feel like opening up that app. It would sign me <laughs> out, and I'm like, I don't remember the password. Not so even worth it I'm anymore. A good old, I'm a good old contrarian about it. 
<laughs> I'm back on Facebook, but just on the marketplace because I'm trying to sell some shit. So uh, if you're in Chico and you need a dresser and or a s- circle chair, I'll give you a good deal because you're a listener. A circle chair? Yeah, it's a, it's a chair in a, that's a circle. It's fuzzy. <laughs> and I don't want to take it anywhere other than maybe my brother's house <laughs> when I move into his apartment for two months. So while I travel the West Coast. But anyway. All right. I think that we yeah. have reached our final conclusion. And I think that we would probably continue to run circles around random conversation for 10 more minutes. Because <laughs> we're from Michigan. This is how yep. we say goodbye. <laughs> yep. It has reached a natural <laughs> conclusion. So, All right. Well, then let's hit them with the taglines, fellas. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Reliterated. If you want to read along with the books that we're going to be doing next chapter, get to reading now and you'll know what we're talking about when we get to them. <laughs> so until next time, give a shit, read some lit. Bob's your uncle, that's reliterated. Thanks, everyone. I'm rolling now, too. I will not make a Limp biscuit reference like I normally do. Give me some to break. That one. No, I always, I always reference. I always reference Roland. Why? I don't get the reference. Roland, Roland, Roland on the podcast. Roland in the deep. <laughs>